Hi everyone, I hope that you are doing well or as well as you can be. And this week's poem takes us into a family during the years-long process of drafting and writing a will, which in turn requires this sort of hovering awareness of death. And this family's experience asks us to redefine what hovering means and how we choose to greet something that we've been taught to fear or feel uncomfortable about. So it emphasizes the need to make space for conversations, thoughts, feelings, and emotions well in advance of death and decay and aging, among many other things that are kind of associated with those things. So I will share the poem with you and then similar to last week I'll follow up with just a couple of thoughts ideas um, explanations maybe about kind of the craft process which will hopefully help provide more language to digest the full poem so I will share the poem now which is called my family writes a will Shadows cake the air that trails our bodies. Wool cloaks slithering up the backs of couches and kitchen chairs, across the walls and down the stairs. It's taken us years to carefully craft this type of clay, to think of editing phrases and transcribing conversation, need and hope as treasured decay, and to believe that death cannot overstay because this will we're writing is more like paper mache. Not one of us is presently dying. Our shadows, rich black soil births on the floor beneath each step, are not deathbeds waiting for us to fall backward on our heads. Those seemingly dark, body-shaped coffins, shadows are, rather, a place for life's quiet, rebirth, rest, and growth, Because if we love death thoroughly, they will say, by the love you've left, I'm deeply impressed. By not fearing me, I offer you the sea, or perhaps a tree, or anywhere else you wish to be free. Okay. Breathe the words in. What do they make you feel or think? How did they connect with your senses? What colors or symbols did you notice? What meaning did you draw? Metaphors, interpretations, clarity, messages. And I will offer some of my own thoughts. So looking at the beginning when the shadows are kind of following the speaker around or the family, I suppose. This is sort of a recognition that there is always a shadow present and that initially it can be uncomfortable and disquieting. Yet it calls us in, in a way. And so that leads, leads sorry, us to the next 
kind of section of the poem about this actual process of crafting the will and thinking of it as clay and a sort of malleable, moldable, living document of love and how editing it um, and editing in general can be a form of this treasured decay meaning that the more you edit something the more you're carving away and decaying it into its most loving form in this case and towards the end of this stanza there's a note about death kind of always being a possibility always being a present possibility in conjunction with life and that it's not possible for it to overstay um, because eventually it will solidify itself much like how paper mache does and moving into the kind of next section or specifically the line not one of us is presently dying this is emphasizing that no one in the family in this moment or as far as they know is quote dying um as we would understand it or dying as in needing a will which seems counterintuitive because we tend to think of a will more so around like the actual presence of a death occurring uh, rather than something that you engage with well before possibly many years in advance so that takes us into understanding our shadows a bit better and I kind of shared them as this black soil, which is known to be extremely fertile um, and a place of the potential and possibility of prolific uh, growth. And this sort of wanting, perhaps mentally, to create the image of death um, via a shadow. So this idea of a coffin perfectly shaped for us um, that follows us around, literally on the ground, waiting for us to fall backward into. Um, And when we move a little bit further along in the poem, we look at shadow and decay, much like fall and winter, um, as places for growth, quiet, rebirth, and that importantly, as a shadow is always with us, so are these things um, whenever we need them if we choose to pay attention notice and love which is kind of that leading or that line leading into the end of the poem reading because if we love death thoroughly etc and death speaks here which you are welcome to interpret however you'd like. Um, But death speaks to appreciating a lack of fear and in turn offers land, water, air, and freedom. And I think as a society, as a culture, we are very death-fearing, death-opposed. We cast it out rather than accepting it as just a point along our journey, whether you believe in something that comes after us or not, 
um, or after our mental life as we understand it and experience it, um, our bodies will always return to the earth in some way, which is how I wanted to wrap up this poem and exemplify this relationship with continuing to give in the context of a family creating a will, a living, loving document about what happens next. So to let all of that soak in, I will read the poem once more for you. And again, I just hope that all of this language and conversation will will be helpful. So I will read it again now. Shadows cake the air that trails our bodies. Wool cloaks slithering up the backs of couches and kitchen chairs, across the walls and down the stairs. It's taken us years to carefully craft this type of clay, to think of editing phrases and transcribing conversation, need and hope as treasured decay. And to believe that death cannot overstay because this will we're writing is more like paper mache. Not one of us is presently dying our shadows, rich black soil births on the floor beneath each step, are not deathbeds waiting for us to fall backward on our heads. Those seemingly dark, body-shaped coffins, shadows are, rather, a place for life's quiet, rebirth, rest, and growth, because if we love death thoroughly, they will say, by the love you've left, I'm deeply impressed. By not fearing me, I offer you the sea, or perhaps a tree, or anywhere else you wish to be free. Thank you so much for listening and creating time and space for yourself, for me, for both of us in this space and unpacking of something that's a very... Uh, profound subject Um, I appreciate it and I hope that it's helpful and you are welcome to let me know in the comments on Instagram um, any thoughts you have or feel free to email me at Michaela at weareunsinkable.com and I would like to thank the person who submitted the material that inspired this poem and their experience and story with their family writing a will and if you would like to share your moment or memory on the podcast please head to tinyurl.com slash braving the waves which is also linked in the show notes for you i would love to hear from you love to help bring words and language and poetry to your memory or experience and I hope that your week ahead is as good as it can be and again thank you for listening take care everybody